0: Welcome to the Manor.
1: Welcome back to the Twin Terrors' macabre manor of mead, metal, and mayhem. I'm Jody. Dinsdale. (laughs) Dinsdale. (laughs) That's better than not lob. (laughs) 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 Which which was a gag they carried from one episode to the other.
0: (laughs) So good. I'm James, I suppose, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And welcome back to episode three of Monty Python series one. <laughs> so we're still underneath the thirteen episodes they performed, so we're we're good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, we're actually ready to talk about the specific
1: episodes. All right. So I I do have just notes on all all thirteen episodes, but me there it's it's mostly I liked this sketch.
0: <laughs> uh, me too. That's almost unless it's something like kind of neat. It's pretty much my favorite bits of yeah each one. So episode one weather canada weather canada yeah one of their possible show names that they thought of that we talked about two episodes ago so go back and listen to those yeah if you want okay the the opening we talked about the it's man uh-huh i thought this is great because it actually was with the uh mozart type of death Surre- just, uh, just surreal is just such a surreal oh yeah 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 and the teaching italian to italians <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did think that was funny. That was not one of the ones I listed, but yeah, <laughs> it's actually not one of my favorite episodes. But it perfectly points out that Pythons like to make fun of the establishment by showing just how cross. Like uh, the, Terry Jones is a professor. Well, he wasn't cross, but he was correcting Italians speaking Italian. Yes. And that doesn't tell you exactly. <laughs> what they thought about their professors and their teachers at public school, which for them is a private school. <laughs> yes. Um, now I will, I didn't, I didn't,
1: I, I, I guess I, it registered with me when I saw that, but I didn't really think of it until just now. So in high school, I, you and I took two years of Spanish because we had Spanish too together. Right. That was one of the first classes we had together. Now I actually wound up taking three years of Spanish and just for the record, don't ask me to speak Spanish because I can't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't that, even that should the ten tell words. you I was going to say that should tell you something about the quality of the education that I received in Spanish class, but what was funny was when my junior year of high school when I took Spanish three, we had a foreign exchange student from Spain. Guess what class they put him in? I'm guessing Spanish with you. <laughs> they put him in the Spanish three class for at least two or three days before they realized, wait. He doesn't need that class. <laughs> now, I, she did not, I, I will say this, our teacher did not try to correct him on anything. She actually was asking him questions and, and you know, engaging him, trying to, to, to keep him involved. But it was just kind of like, why is he here? This is not the class he should be in.
0: Well, my, my daughter's actually minored in Spanish, and she took a lot, and she's been over there. She's done a lot. And, and it's because there's a difference between Spanish you speak in Spain, Spanish yeah. you speak in Mexico right and regional dialects and the spanish you're actually taught through a spanish in the second language learning than what you actually learn just by growing up so yeah you know, it probably was useful yeah, yeah it was great. it was a good skit i i did like it
1: <laughs> it just wasn't one of the ones that really stood out though as i went through i was like that one was funny but i, I need to cut this down so i to stick the ones i really really guffawed at
0: that's <laughs> That's a great word <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's better than lulled I'm old. <laughs> no, you yeah. go on, you assholes. You illiterate, pink
1: monkeys. <laughs> A lot of times I put lol when I just kind of chuckled. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's no, there's no good one for chuckle. <laughs> no, no, but that's why you sometimes get snicker snicker from me. <laughs> and <that's,
0: yeah>. uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Wizzo! I not that it's the funniest, but I like Wizzo because they use it a lot. <laughs> it's their fake they, company name.
1: It is, and there's there is um I coming up. There's another yes, 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 in episode six, there's another reference to it Wizzo. Sure is. Yeah.
0: I actually did like like those are just kind of notes. Yeah. But the Picasso painting live on a bike, I it started, yes, started kind of weird and then ended uh-huh. hilariously. Because they mention it. Mention it several times in the
1: episode before they get to it uh-huh. don't they yeah oh yeah, yeah like throughout and it was just like was, they mentioned it and they mentioned it and then they got to it and it was like oh that's fucking funny <laughs> that's not picasso
0: that's kandinsky <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and you see a little artist trying to go by on a tricycle painting and <laughs> that was, that was, it was brilliant and you know growing up where we did i knew picasso had died Right. Well, yeah. he he died in '73, four years after this, so he yeah. was alive. It's like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you see things when in 1980 that came out in 1969, and was, well, what are they talking about Picasso for? He's dead. He he wasn't. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if it
1: would have been funnier one way or the other. It was, it was thinking about it, it was like. I don't know.
0: Would it have been funnier if he was already dead? I don't know. I, I would say it's better that he was alive at the time, but knowing he was dead when I first saw it, still hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> I actually have the sit up animation. Like I I mentioned in previous episode I won't talk about animations much. Yeah. But this one. Sit up, smack, smack, smack. Sit <laughs> yes. up, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> knocks the kid out of the chair. <laughs> Bounces him around like a ball a little
1: bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny too. Obviously, I'm laughing,
0: uh, <laughs> but one of my one of oh sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, no, go ahead, you first. Okay, I got one more, and okay. it's actually one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Out, but in this episode, probably my favorite, the funniest joke in the world. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention. That was the other one i had for this episode
1: it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> brilliant because, because, because you can't tell it in english because,
0: because everybody we, dies we die.
1: <laughs> but, if, but if you tell it in german only the people who speak german
0: die <laughs> do you know what happens when you put the german version into google translate um no what <laughs> it actually comes out and it says fatal air <laughs> <laughs> brilliant i know and i actually i read that and i tried it and it does
1: <laughs> <laughs> see Go-
0: Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes,
1: sometimes I can point
0: a finger at Google and go "fuck you," but that's brilliant. <laughs> that's good. And if you're <laughs> they, the, they do have a good sense of humor. <laughs> if you're missing the joke. The funniest joke in the world is so funny you die when you hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't didn't the guy who typed it up?
1: Yeah. Uh, he yeah the, the guy who came up with it typed it up and died laughing. And then his wife comes over and looks at it and dies. And and dies <laughs> laughing. So they they so they use it in World War II. They translate it into every every. But he had one word to translate <laughs> so you didn't have one person trying to translate it and dying. <laughs>
0: and by 1946, we had a version that we could. <laughs> but I, I also love that. They so they're took... reading it in German. Mm-hmm. so this... And they're just tromping through the woods reading it and the Germans are dying laughing. <laughs> There's fall... snipers falling out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one of them gets kidnapped and is being interrogated. And starts starts reciting the joke. <laughs> How do you make a Nazi cross? Step on his bunions. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they actually use Hitler like actual film from one of Hitler's yes. speeches, but they redub it, My Dog Has No Nose. How does he smell? Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, because they had to try to come up with their own version. <laughs> Oh, I, I had to say, I, I liked the Picasso cycling race thing, but that was just, it was a great way to end that episode.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't want to give the whole skit, but yeah, that, that's what yeah. I got for episode one. All right. Okay. I guess you're ready Did for you? episode two. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that was the only two I had. <laughs> uh, episode two, sex and violence. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually mentioned last time it was the first recorded, the second aired. Yep. Had the, had the marriage guidance counselor skit. <laughs> yes. Uh, my note for that is, um carol cleave yeah oh god that was funny that's that's
1: that's the only i there were a couple others i started to put and then i i crossed them out as we started recording (laughs) because i they were funny but i just the the marriage marriage guidance counselor skit was just it was the top
0: Uh, it is and and one of the few recurring characters i don't even know if it's a character but arthur pewdie yeah it is because he does yes Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah michael palin's character so good, and some of them were good like the, the Queen Victorian minute, Prime Minister Gladstone
1: that, that was one of the other ones I originally had
0: yeah it's kind of like a old
1: what well, was like it was it, was, it was Terry Jones and, and Graham
0: yeah yep Terry Jones yeah. dressed up as Queen it's Victoria, Queen
1: Victoria. Did, and Graham Chapman was the, the Prime Minister and it was, it was basically her playing pranks on him the entire thing it was, it was, it was old black and white you know early it's film like a, it was
0: like a 40s or 50s Abbott and Costello type of thing yeah but it was her playing pranks on him the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so i i'd mentioned when i first discovered this and we'll come to this episode in a little bit a specific sketch but i did buy all the dvds years ago on time life put them out and when i watched this the first sketch flying sheep yeah just killed me floored I, me i i liked the yeah I, I
1: liked the the first part of it but i I kind of zoned out a little bit when they went to the second part
0: of it with the, the Frenchman. You know, that's my, I, I love Graham and Terry's part. Not as much Cleese and Palin's when they went yeah. to the Frenchman, even though that yeah. was funny. It, it was, it was funny, but I did, I did zone out a little bit on that one. Yeah. See, uh, it's the first sketch ever recorded by Python, like in a studio because it was the first sketch in the first episode they, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But just the Graham dressed up as a country bumpkin. <laughs> it's my considered opinion that you're nesting. <laughs> 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 that was pretty good. And of course, one of my favorite morbid sketches, the musical mice. Oh god. yeah be playing the It's a guy who has mice lined out as if they're keyboard. He takes these mallets and he starts banging <laughs> them and goes, Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh my god, stop him, stop him, oh my god. <laughs> and they're trying to pull him off and he keeps whacking the mice with mallets <laughs> He said pull him off, off,
1: off the off the side of the stage and he runs back on. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: That was that was good. <laughs> Um, what did, what did you think of the working class playwright skit? I actually have that. I love that hilarious term because it's the old school thing where it's a working class father whose son goes off to be a playwright, uh-huh. but it's the father who's the playwright.
1: Yeah. And the son, the son was the coal miner. Coal miner. I, it, that was, that was the other one I had put in there and I crossed it out, but yeah, oh. it was, I, I, I thought it was great because it was that, that flip on it. Yeah, It wasn't even the funniest. It was no. thought provoking. Yeah. But it's that, it's that flip that made it. You know, because otherwise it was just kind of like, okay, okay, you know, oh
0: my God, wait, the father's the playwright. That's yeah, no. the son will often be the coal miner. Wait, what? Oh, carbide mining girls <laughs> It's something they use in mining, father. <laughs> you yeah. and your coal mining friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, it's his writer's cramp. <laughs> 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 I've had more cool. got of Dungeons than I've had. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. So another animation, mm-hmm. statue flute, where the, the statue's kissing. They, they put holes, and it makes him look like he's doing a recorder oh, on her yeah.
1: leg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, if I remember right, I'm trying to – I don't remember if this was the actual name of that statue, but I know that statue was – the inspiration for the artwork for the Black Sabbath album, The Eternal Idol, uh, which was the first album to feature Tony Martin on vocals.
0: Nice.
1: And uh, Eric Singer was the drummer on that. It, it was originally recorded with Ray Gillen on vocals, but Ray left the band. It was the only album Ray would have recorded with Sabbath, but he left the band before the album came out, so Tony Martin came in and re-recorded it. They, <laughs> they, they have, they've since released uh, as a bonus disc with that album the actual Ray Gillen
0: vocal recordings. So, it's called "The Kiss" by yeah. French sculptor Auguste Rodin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the other animation, by the way, the evil pram, where the guy's pushing the little oh, cart around yeah. and uh, <laughs> eats the women. Yes. Oh, how cute! Ah! <laughs> That's enough of this, Buckaroo.
1: <laughs> oh, then, wait. Then, then doesn't it turn around?
0: yeah yeah chase the he's, old man. he's two people then then <laughs> the animator gets irritated because the animator's hand comes in and turns it and <laughs> turns it around and chases the old man off and yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I won't mention the sketch that this goes with but at the very end god exists two falls to a submission <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good too that was, yeah. those, and those
1: guys were actual wrestlers anyway episode three So episode three has the longest title of any episode (laughs) in Monty Python's Flying Circus, How to Recognize Different Types of Trees from Quite a Long Way Away.
0: The (laughs) Larch.
1: And I'm just, I'm going to say what I did basically, like I said in one of the other episodes was I basically I, I cut and pasted this out of the Wikipedia article. This was the one episode where I did not cut any of the sketches out of the list. <laughs> nice. I it had me rolling from that opening, the larch, to the end of the episode.
0: Every sketch in this episode was gold. <laughs> Number one, the larch. Number three, the larch. The larch. <laughs> <laughs> this was the this was what the first appearance of Cardinal Richelieu? <laughs> Oh, man, that's, that's actually, I didn't write down every, because I tried to not do the whole. Right. That is, that's me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Bicycle Repair Man. <laughs> I, I didn't write that one down, too. I thought it was the most clever, but not the funniest. Eric Idle trying to read children's stories. <laughs> that one is on here. I yes. have that. Rumpel teaser ran the Dinky Tinky shop in the foot of the magic oak tree by the wobbly dum-dum bush in the shade of the magic land down in Dingley Dell. Here, he sold contraceptives. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and that's, a, that's not even the first part. That's <laughs> No. That was, that
1: was, that's, that's after him skipping a few pages trying to find something appropriate to read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and instead of just I mean. being all cute and sweet, reading children's stories. <laughs> oh, shit. I love that one.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the rest, restaurant sketch. A classic. That is a classic. And it's one of the few times they actually used
0: a punchline. It is, and they actually and they actually pointed it out that we're using a punchline. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> they didn't invent the knife. <laughs> boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> See, that's how bad they hated punchlines. They even had a good one, and they thought it sucked. Seduced <laughs> milkman, naughty and mor- naughty and morbid. <laughs> yeah, and that is not Carol Cleveland. It is not. Do you know who
1: it is? Not uh, it. It's Thelma Taylor. She indeed. is uncredited. It is it is uncredited in the episode, but it is it is Thelma Taylor. Although, according to Wikipedia, Carol Cleveland does appear in the version of the sketch they did in the film, and now for something completely different. Yes.
0: Yeah, because they, they use her as much as they could. Yeah. And I can see why she gets confused for between that and they look similar. Well, I, most of the women they had on the show were blonde. Blonde with really nice really breasts. Nice breasts. See? And they, they even talk about the women and like a really smashing pair of tits is one of the lines of the sketch. Yeah. Selma <laughs> so Taylor, now, uh, was in Benny Hill too. So she did do parts like that.
1: Okay. Okay. And, and, um, you know, we mentioned in one of the other episodes that they, there occasionally was, was nudity. Cause you could get away with it on, you, you can get away with it in Europe cause it's a little more casual than it is here in <laughs> the uptight U S um. So occasionally you would see either Terry Gilliam or Terry Jones's buttocks, <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally. You're or, or, right, or just occasionally, or um, occasionally a pair of female breasts. Now I don't, I don't know that Carol Cleveland ever bared hers, but never. Um, in fact, there's a there so.
0: where there's a an episode coming up I think next season that we can talk about that a bit more. Okay, yeah. Now so, I, I will say the
1: seduced milkman, Thelma Taylor, did not bear her breasts.
0: No, no, just no. looks really nice in her yeah. cliche.
1: Yes. But, but yeah, James was, what, what was it you said about the episode, or
0: about the skit? Naughty and morbid. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I noticed the one guy, and I, I don't, it may have been Gilliam, I'm not sure, but whoever it was, it was the one guy with the long white beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, he'd been there for a while. And the skeleton. <laughs> oh,
0: I missed it. Now I gotta go back and watch it. <laughs> so one of my favorites is the, when they steal the newscaster.
1: Yes, that's they, actually the next
0: one. <laughs> yep. They, they just, they Newscasters giving the news. Robbers, thieves, whatever come in. They're even dressed up like the old fifties robbery thing. Yeah, with the black and white striped shirts and, and the, mask. the, the, the mask.
1: masks, and they come in shooting and <laughs> they, they steal it. He just keeps reading the news, and they take the desk and everything, they're, they're and they're rolling it
0: down.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a truck, and he's
0: reading and throwing off the pages <laughs> as, as they're going down the going down the road. <laughs> should we should we give the ending to that one? Nope. Okay. <laughs> the ending fantastic oh yeah and uh the other one i have is nudge nudge it's actually not my favorite sketch it's great oh candid
1: photography yeah it was the last yeah. one of the uh of the of the episode there's a couple of others the horse chestnut and uh children's interview wait what, what was the first one the horse chestnut yay
0: if- woo yay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, after a whole episode of the larch <laughs> People were just excited for a new
1: tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a children's interview was one of those. Um, what, what the pythons, I guess, referred to as the vox pop. Which, yeah, voice, uh, the
0: voice of the the popular people's voice. Type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. People's is basically it's, uh,
0: the man on the street interview,
1: and uh, this was children's interview, so it was Cleese interviewing
0: Jones, Palin, and and Idle. Yeah, yeah, and it happens yeah. a couple times this series, but yeah, it's, yeah, and, and they actually use their names. It's actually as if it's the python's young cause, and what's your name Ewick, and they're dressed up like schoolboys.
1: <laughs> it was great and what i what i loved about it was it was like they're on their knees and cleese is he's got to bend over <laughs> yeah. to, to be able to speak to them because they're supposed to be children
0: but, but when he talks to them and they say something childish he does that thing talking to kids where he looks at the camera and does this yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but nudge nudge
1: this is the last sketch candid photography was the actual title
0: yeah yeah it's not my favorite i love it yeah but i it's one of the most quoted fucking python sketches and and i think a lot of people misquote it probably hell i do i've probably seen it a thousand times well not a thousand you know what i mean several dozen I probably misquoted on occasion because you start quoting it with people who misquote it and you start doing it as a friend group and you're all quoting it wrong the same way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh man. hilarious. Like I said, this entire episode, I, I thought
1: episode three was the best episode of series one. Man, I don't know.
0: I, I just, just because I laughed the entire episode. I, I don't know if I have a favorite. It might, it would be up there. It'd definitely be up there.
1: I, I mean, I, and I understand not being able to pick a favorite cause it's, I mean, I I don't know what one I would pick for number two because the rest of them, most of the rest of them were just that damn funny. If I had to
0: pick my top two without saying which is which, that's Uh one of them. That that would be one because I'm looking through and I know what the other was and I'll get there in a a little bit. But yeah, that'd, that'd be one or two. Okay. So how about episode four, Owl Stretching Time? Owl
1: Stretching Time. I think you mentioned that that was one of the possible names they had come up with for the series. Yep. I don't have a
0: lot of this one. I, uh, I had
1: three. Okay,
0: you go. This first. is this
1: is the one that introduces Graham Chapman's character of the Colonel.
0: Yes, yeah, one of mine.
1: <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I didn't I didn't include that as a sketch, but he he shows up several times throughout the episode, and it's not saying oh this is too silly. It was because they several times they rip off uh, the the British Army. I guess at the time had a slogan called called had had, had a slogan. It's a man's life in the modern army, and they repeatedly ripped that off throughout the episode and he starts showing up throughout the episode (laughs) make them stop the sketch because they ripped off the slogan all
0: right all right that's enough of that (laughs) and that character will occur several more times yes uh, yes the uh katya wyeth the art critic's wife and the the woman who's seducing the singer eric idol Yes, is quite gorgeous. And she had small roles in Clockwork Orange and Hammer Films, Twins of Evil. Oh, the
1: first one I actually had here as a sketch was the undressing in public, which, <laughs> which was which was Terry Jones. He's, he's going to the beach and he's going to change into his beachwear, but he's trying to find a place to do it. And every time he tries, it, it was it was almost like a Benny Hill sketch. He'd, he'd know, find a place he'd find a place to do it and then somebody would come along and move the thing he's hiding behind while he's got his trousers down <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason it was just hilarious it, the funniest part was the end of it because he just goes full out and starts to strip on well his. and and they start the, the 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 song the stripper starts playing and he just, wow he, just and
0: wow he does a strip tease and it was just hilarious he must enjoy being naked because <laughs> He did it, it here. Did. There's a did. In a further series, we'll get to a, a further season series, he does another stripping sketch, and he and Gilliam are the two guys sitting at the organ naked who do the in-between, brr, just to go from one sketch to another.
1: Yeah. Now, now my understanding is not sitting there together. No. That's, <laughs> sometimes it's Jones. Sometimes it's Gilliam. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It just depended on whatever. Now, I didn't, I, until I started looking into this, I didn't know that Gilliam did that because I had heard you talk about jones doing it but uh, it's later when he starts yeah. doing
0: more online yeah. yeah online on air <laughs> on on air yeah oh, that's all i got for okay oh okay um now the the self-defense against fresh fruit i i think i've seen that one too much because it's also one now for something different and it's like all but it's 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 hilarious <laughs> It it is hilarious and i just want to that's the that was the first appearance of the 16 ton weight oh it is yeah yeah the
1: often used <laughs> machine <smooshing> weight <laughs> yeah and then I think it was the last sketch was the Secret Service Dentists. <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> Poor cat.
0: Lemming, lemming, liming of the BDA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The British Dental Association, in case you're wondering, as, as opposed to the ADA, which would be the American mm-hmm. Dental Association. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think part of the reason I got such a kick out of that one was because my, my stepdad is a retired dentist, and I, I worked in his dental office for several years.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That one just kind of hit home for me a little <laughs> bit. It was just great. What is it? It's an ever increasingly. absurd because every new person that comes in just makes it a little more unrealistic (laughs) in a way that's hilarious (laughs) yeah it was awesome how about episode five man's crisis of identity in the latter half of the 20th century yeah this one actually may be one of my least favorite even though it's still funny i still love it i yeah i i don't i would say it
1: probably would not be up there in the the multitude of number twos that i have for this season (laughs) There were there were at least a couple, I thought were pretty good. Confuse a cat just because it's so surreal. That stage show, just the filming of the stage show, the filming of the stage. Yes, it was just so it was so surreal. The the silly
0: job interview, is that the uh, sales advisory board where where he's ringing the bell? Yes.
1: Yes. That's that's the silly job interview as opposed to the careers advisory board. Which was, that was, uh what was it, Palin. Palin's character had the boring job, who's, I don't know, some sort of accountant or something. Yeah, he's a, he's he a, a chartered to...
0: accountant, and you want to be a lion tamer. Yeah. And he, I think he, that's an Arthur PewDie. I think that's. I think you might be right. That might be another Arthur PewDie sketch. It is one of the episodes where one of the few times BBC censored anything. The uh, police raid, where the police come in and he drops the drugs oh, and he's trying yes. to do it. That
1: I was, was going to, I actually was going to mention that one because I thought that was. I, I just thought that was funny because he, he drops it. He's like, he's like, but you just pulled that out of your pocket and dropped it.
0: <laughs> and it was sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what I put in the wife, but what they censored was panning to the wife. And she goes, I don't know, but I'm feeling groovy, baby, or something like that. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> this was also the first episode where John Cleese says the title in a silly voice rather than calmly in his normal voice. <laughs> so uh, I guess in 1969, the BBC started broadcasting in Collar, and although all of the episodes had been in Collar, this was the first episode they actually started to advertise as
0: being in Collar. I actually have a note that goes with a different episode, but if it's perfect with what you just said. Okay. Yeah, yes, first, that's perfectly accurate, but Idle insists that one of the reasons Python has stayed relevant so long is because they were the first, well, like one of the very first, they're in color. The previous yeah. shows that came before them were in black and white, and the filming wasn't as good. Yeah, So the film was better quality, is in color, and they kept it, and, and that's really been a huge help. I, I would agree, yeah. Yeah, because I got to say, no matter how funny something is, if it's in black and white, it just seems dated. Yes. Which would be 1968 to 1969, that was the change, and it seems dated. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't have anything else on this. No, I, I don't either. That's, that's, that's it. It's the Arts, episode six. Do you want me to go first this time, or would you like to? Um, it's
1: uh, well, let, let me let me throw this in, because that
0: uh, it's got a little extra, doesn't it?
1: it? It does. So, episode six was It's the Arts or the BBC entry for the Zine Stoat of
0: Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have an episode on Deep Purple and we talk uh, about Mary Long, yes. Uh, well, the, the song Mary Long, the sketch in this one where a hand keeps trying to reach out and take the fig leaf away from the (laughs) statue of David. I thought, I thought of, this is exactly what I thought of when that happened. That, that when it pulls away and you won't have Nana, that smut is the face of Lord Longford. Nice. Yep. I, that is, that is exactly what I thought of when I saw that. England had some weird smut laws going on too. And that's why some of the episodes all throughout money Python, make fun of that crap. That is funny.
1: First one I had was the Crunchy Frog, which was the next Wizzo... <laughs>
0: uh, next Wizzo
1: sketch. The Wizzo Chocolate
0: Company. We lovingly picked two kiss frogs from Iran, or what I... Yeah. said I just messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: don't you take out the bones? It wouldn't be crunchy, <laughs> it wouldn't then, be would be crunchy. it? crunchy! <laughs> <laughs> Chapman Chapman kept. uh, Okay, so that that's the first appearance of Cleese's character, uh, Eric Eric Praline. Praline. That's yeah, uh, Inspector Praline of the Hygiene Squad. And um, he shows up in a in a much much more famous. Although this one was a pretty famous sketch too, he shows up later on in another more famous sketch this season, but um, which we'll get to when we get to that one. But uh, Graham Chapman played the other police inspector, and he kept every time they'd mention because he had apparently eaten some of the chocolates that had all these nasty. <laughs> and and every time they mentioned the stuff that was in him, Chapman would leave the room and go throw up. I I only had one other sketch and I mostly wanted to point it out because you couldn't
0: do the sketch today anyway even Pythons I don't think could get away with doing it. Go ahead. The the Red Indian in Theater? Yeah, I, I that's I don't have it down but you're right, you could not do um big I, tribe coming from across plains to do theater with <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was it was funny but it's it's one of these things of you've got uh, Eric Idle and I guess Redface. I I don't know, you know, cuz Yeah. Of, yeah, uh, I guess that's what they would call it. It's it's so politically incorrect you would not be able to do it in this day and age. I, I again I, I laughed at it, but I'm sitting there going, that's just wrong. <laughs> it is.
0: Although they don't make fun. I mean, he does.
1: No, the, yeah, the, no, he's not making fun of the, the. Yeah, they're not making fun of the guy. Although he he brought the humor, but it was because
0: he actually had the good lines. Yeah. And again, I think we mentioned it before. When they got to the O2, you know, mm-hmm. 45 years later, they yeah. did fix some things that were questionable yeah. now that weren't then right not this one because they just didn't do this one yeah that one was not included so although it's funny because his character ends up having crunchy frog from the <laughs> he, did, he he did and i i i saw that when i was
1: reading up on it and i just i missed it when i watched it <laughs> so now i gotta go back and watch that way I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch all these anyway but, yeah you know now now i know i got things to look for yeah but those oh, yeah. are the only ones I wanted to mention, so I don't know if you had any others from this episode or not.
0: Yeah, uh, adult life of a stockbroker. The uh, naked newspaper breasts lady. She's yes. The, um, first, <laughs> uh, awesome breasts. Yes. but and, and this was the first instance of
1: nudity. This is I the first right.
0: instance of bare breasts on the BBC. Really? Yep. So Sheila Sands was the, the breast lady. She's credited as the stripper. Uh, ah. She's also in the 1972 sexploitation movie Virgin Rit Witch which I do know for instance you can find on Amazon Prime for free if you have Prime membership and it is exactly what you think of, of a 1972 sexploitation movie In the best and worst I think I have that one on my watch list but if not I will put it there it's, it's, it's not so bad um, anyway uh, Ian McNaughton who we'd mentioned before yeah he filmed a stripper because he promised her a part nudge 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he gave her a part he, he, he did give her a part And not just in the episode. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? know what I mean? (laughs) But but the Pythons actually had to dress as undertakers, which we'll talk about in a few episodes, and sit there in Coffins and look at her, so she actually felt like the stripping thing was part of the sketch. But the stripping thing does actually occur later on, and uh, Eric actually has a nice little thing. Uh, He called her a scrub, being quite derogatory. But in other interviews, he talks about how he hates strip clubs he mm. prefers burlesque shows, so I think he just yeah. had something with the attitude of what they were doing. Anyway, the other thing, twentieth uh, century vol, the, the closing sketch. Yes, I, wasn't my favorite, but it's Chapman's ability where I mentioned where he could just come up with the word "splunge,", splunge. was was his word that <laughs> even I mean, splunge. What <laughs> splunge? It means I both agree with you and disagree with you. That's splunge for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, hey, that, 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 that's what I had then. Okay,
1: yeah, I, I didn't have any others.
0: What'd you think about episode seven? You're no fun anymore.
1: Actually, I think my least favorite of this series. Really? Huh. Yeah, that's mostly because of one, because the other sketches were fine. I mean, I, I laughed at them, but I think the last sketch, it lost me at one point. Not, not that I wasn't following it, but it just really lost my attention. Is that the science fiction sketch.
0: Yes, that's actually my favorite one in this episode. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Go, well, let's 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 talk about the others and then we can discuss cool. that one. <laughs> that's actually the only one I have notes on. So yeah, you talked oh, well, about the ones that you was, liked, no, That please. was that was the only one I had notes on. I, I thought it was. I thought it started off really good, and then it, at some point, it just kind of goes flat. But I thought. At the end of it, when they come back around to the beginning of the sketch, I thought it was really good. I, I just, I, I guess that middle section just kind of goes on a little too long for me. Graham and Eric Idle. And Eric Idle. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Brain Sample. Yes. Yeah, which I mean, that name right there was uh, it was brilliant.
0: <laughs> and 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 they throw you for a loop because. at the beginning they're they're painting on them then they pin past well so let's forget about them (laughs) yeah they have this look on their face like but 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 (laughs) yeah and then they they follow what was michael palin's character or whatever and so what's happening is after they paint off that all of a sudden people start start turning into scotsmen and it's not just men it's women and babies it's it's women and 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 that part was still funny and with the beards and this kilt and everything yeah women baby yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, see, I, I kind of thought the whole thing was good when they go to the police and they're like, Oh, that's Riley Jones or Riley something. Uh, the Blamange impersonator because they start seeing these Blamanges, these giant Blamanges, which if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like a jello type of big dessert. Yeah. In, in fact, when I saw this episode it was when I was a very young teenager, we're not far out of the seventies. And that's where we always had these jello desserts when our parents would entertain the jello. Oh things yeah. Pineapple. So I'm thinking, Blamange, it looks, and it's it's like a custardy, jello-y type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and and then uh, Riley, I see if you turn yourself in and it ends up being, oh, it's a Blamange. It's to me, it is a precursor to Rocky Horror, and it's send up of science fiction. I get
1: that. I think around that time with the 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 Blamange impersonator,
0: I think that's where they lose me your husband show any inclination of being a scotsman did he get drunk at night and yeah. eat like puddings <laughs> yeah I, you know <laughs> yeah, i mean I, like that yeah that that was funny you know and of course the lab girl is quite attractive yes she is cuz they although, do type of scientists uh, do with Graham Chapman being the smart scientist that figures it all out yeah although i don't think the uh, the thing of hitting
1: her over the head with a sap would work anymore? <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no. But she was she was quite attractive. She was, uh, also Donna reading, also in Benny Hill, and has a small part in Witchfinder General that we've talked about in folk horror. Oh, nice! And she also in an episode coming up hands the its man a bomb that blows oh, him up. <laughs> so that's the same person. Okay, yeah. How do you play doubles with five people? Sounds strange to me. Why didn't you cast her play with the Blamage?
1: See, I think that would have been funnier had it not all been part of one big long sketch. <laughs> because,
0: because at that point I'm like, uh, wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It kind of, I, it kind of fills everything in because the Blamanges are tennis courts and it ends up at Wimbledon Yeah, where Mr. and Mrs. Brain Sample come back and say, we tried to tell you what was going on at the beginning, but you banned off of us. Again, as I said, it comes back around to the beginning, which was
1: funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was hilarious.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I just, it's just it's, – it's kind of that stretch. And I, I do get it. I mean, it's – now that you've mentioned, you know, comparing it to Rocky Horror, I, I do get that. And I, I, I'll go back and watch it. I'll, I'll give it another chance. See, see if my attitude towards it improves a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it is amazing. There's something for all – I mean, the whole You're No Fun Anymore is a recurring theme throughout the first part it, of it, the episode. It was, yeah. But I actually didn't like – this. this is not one of my favorite episodes before the science fiction sketch. Yeah, well, and, and in all honesty, that was the only
1: one I was going to talk about, and I actually, I, and it was because I actually didn't think it was the funniest
0: sketch. That's <laughs> amazing that we got completely, <laughs> well, should we, that, that's the first half of Series 1, and uh, we we should probably, probably end. I told you it'd be four episodes. You, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good spot. <laughs> all right, then. We shall let you go, and as we're finishing on a Rocky Horror type of sketch, I'm going to do the time warp out of here. <laughs> Damn it. Jody. <laughs> nice Rocky <rookie> horror reference. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Dr. Scott. <laughs> All right, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm James. I'm Jody. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes pumpkin face there, decided not to correct him on anything. Yeah. Um, do, do you want me to give it or? Oh, yeah, I'm drinking. Go ahead. Okay. Bum. There's there's Ouch. actually an episode I've thought of doing where we look at Bond girls and oh, yeah. Hammer films, but you could <laughs> we could throw in a few Python women, too. Yeah. And speaking of time warps, that reminds me of Doctor Who, played by David Tennant, who also is the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Got it in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said you was hung. They was,
1: right. was right.. Rex Stardust, lead electric triangle with toad the wet sprocket, has had to have an elbow removed following their recent successful worldwide tour of Finland. Flamboyant, ambidextrous Rex apparently fell off the back of a motorcycle. Fell off the back of a motorcyclist, most likely equipped ace drummer Jumbo McLooney on hearing of the accident. Plans are already afoot for a major tour of Iceland. Dead monkeys are to spit up
0: again, according to their manager Lefty Goldblatt. They've been in the business now 10 years, nine as other groups.